Salutations and welcome to the Here Comes a Thought podcast, the Steven Universe podcast where we talk about psychology and Steven Universe and lapis lazuli for this episode. I am Jen Ramos and I will be joined by all-knowing mirror Mark Quiris. Yay. And literal embodiment of the ocean, Cat LaForgia. Hi. Wait, why does she get to be the ocean? Because you're an all-knowing mirror. And I'm calming and sweet. Exactly. Kind of salty. (laughs) 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 All right, you got me there. (laughs) With only like three-fourths of the Earth's amount of salt. Um, (laughs) So, as you might have guessed, today we're going to talk about two Lapis um, Lassily-centered episodes, Mirror Gem and um, Ocean Gem. And first of all, before before we start with those synopsis, guys, we finished Steven Universe, right? This is the point where Steven Universe could have ended. So how do you guys feel about the fact that you watched Steven Universe from beginning to end. All right, guys, show's over. Podcast is done. We're out. We're done. We're <laughs> out of this one. So, like, no, no, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, th- there was just so much left. It just no. Okay, yeah. Yeah, but this, I just wanted to put that out there. If, in all honesty, if this would have been the end of Steven Universe, the way they had decided this would have been the end of steven universe i would have been very upset we still don't know enough about rose i mean i'm thinking about the problems that we would have thought we would have had then not everything that we know now but just with the things we didn't know about then it's like we don't know enough about rose we we haven't had a really like deep sort of amethyst episode besides the the wrestling one we haven't really had a full-on pearl episode either yeah well um and there hasn't really like i i would have been very very because there hasn't really been a garnet yeah no they couldn't they couldn't end steven universe like this with and and been like okay well this is the end yeah, well, I feel like it was a brilliant tactic because if it did end there, it would have left so much unanswered questions. So fans would push for it to be picked up again, and thus it, it was really a, a like a hey, even if we're ending, we're not really ending. We'll be back. It's like Terminator. We'll be back. Well played. And then they came back, and uh, in the future episodes, we at least we know. That uh, they kick, make they kick these old episodes out of the water. Okay, mm-hmm, I was mm-hmm. gonna say, what are you gonna say? Because <laughs> hey, family, family podcast, all right? Family podcast. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. We haven't said many family friendly things in the past. I, but... I, I, I wasn't gonna say that. I was gonna say, hey, we're supposed to pretend we haven't read, we haven't watched further than this. <laughs> okay. So I don't know what Mark was we're thinking about. We're supposed to pretend. I'm thinking that <laughs> children could be listening to this podcast, and we don't want to be uh, using inappropriate foul language. There you go, foul language. That's the I, word I was. You looking. know what? I, I. That's that's great and all, but I kind of think that some of the topics that we discuss are kind of over children's heads. Well, that's why this is also meant for adults. <laughs> that's why in the first episode I talked about impotence. <laughs> yeah. So, synopsis guy, go! <laughs> all right, synopsis, all right. So, we got Mirror Gem. Uh, this is the first part of the epic Lapis Lazuli saga that we have going on here. And it starts off with Steven and Connie on the phone, where uh, Connie is explaining to Steven how she can't hang out with him today because she has tennis practice, but that she'll be able to come over tomorrow because it's summer vacation, so she doesn't have school. And of course, like Kat has made the point of uh, highlighting numerous times, Steven, as well as a lot of other residences in 
Beach City, don't go to school. Steven doesn't even know what school is. Wait, Connie goes to school? I know, right? Connie goes to school. That's why she's the smart one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, So uh, she tries explaining school to Steven, and then Steven gets Pearl to help him quote-unquote recreate school but he doesn't know like what else there is in school other than just the material items that connie described and then when he mentioned about teaching uh pearl gets excited because she's like oh well i can teach you i can show you all these things about our our culture as gems and then she does these these weird like ninjutsu moves and like pulls out a the uh, this mirror out of her out of her gem and explains how this this mirror was um some ancient gem uh technology that could show uh the viewer anything that the mirror itself has seen but pearl doesn't really i don't think she thinks it's like it's just gem powered but it's not like there's not an actual gem inside of it but as Steven kind of messes around with it, um, after Pearl deciding that it's broken because it wasn't showing her what she was commanding it to show, uh, Steven learns that it actually, and it does speak, it does talk to him, and then, like, it's showing him, you know, the little jokes that he's making, uh, including some major fart jokes after, uh, Mayor Dewey, uh, so graciously, uh, sets them up perfectly <laughs> in his speech. Yeah. And so... Uh, with that, Stephen, after deciding that, after the Stephen and the mirror become very good friends, Stephen wants to show the mirror off to the the others, and the whoever's in the mirror is really apprehensive, saying, "No, I don't want to." But he's like, "Oh, come on, it'll be fine." And then once he tries showing the gems, and at first the mirror isn't reacting, he sweet talks it a little, and finally it makes a good old fart joke. To uh, Pearl, Garnet, Amethyst, surprise uh, that the mirror is doing that. They start freaking out because they don't know what's going on because the mirror shouldn't be doing that. So Garnet tries to take the mirror away and then Steven backhands Garnet. He smacks her hand out of his face, knocks her shades off, realizes what he's done after Garnet just looks at him furious and he just books it. And uh, towards the very end of the episode, he's like hiding from the gems and trying to tell the mirror, like, what do you want me to do? I want to help you. And the mirror shows him like him removing the gem. And so he finally turns the mirror around, pulls the gem out and out pops Lapis Lazuli, my personal favorite gem. And there's a brief little confrontation between Lapis and the crystal gems. And she is furious because she... uh, She's accusing the Crystal Gems of knowing that she was in the mirror for all these years and they did nothing to help her, did nothing for her. They just kept her in the mirror and then Pearl had her stored in her gem. And so uh, Lapis is trying to get Steven to come with her into the ocean, but obviously Beach City is Steven's home and she realizes that and she says not to trust the Crystal Gems. And then she disappears into the ocean, and that's that's the end of uh, that's the end of Mirror Gem, the part one of this extravaganza. We'll get to part two later. So comments, Cat, you got any comments? I know you wanted to talk all about Lapis. I I kind of feel like we should just talk about the whole episode, like both episodes. <laughs> well, I don't want to yeah. just I don't want to just jump straight into another synopsis. That's just gonna get a little. <laughs> That's just going to get a little boring. I, I want us to talk at least a little bit about it, and then I'll jump into Ocean Gem, and then I'll do the synopsis for that, and then we can intertwine the, the two topics, because obviously these two episodes are very interconnected. Or if you want, I could just go into the synopsis right now. So, I mean, the, the, we we see more of Lapis's emotions when she's sort of in the mirror mm-hmm. um her fear her um her timidness um she she doesn't want to to come forward she's scared of the crystal gems um and we don't know why she's scared of the crystal gems um and the only one she's willing to relate to to talk to to come forward um, to is Steven and Steven is just friendly. He's empathetic. 
he's he's a sweet character he's you know the he's the type of person that anybody would be willing to talk to um so steven is naturally the type of person that anybody would kind of just be willing to say you know what i've had a bad day let me talk to this 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 person um yeah and steven has also for the last few episodes been developing his empathy powers mm-hmm. and now this is sort of a culmination in the sense we're going to see it more in the next episode but steven is settling into his role in in which he practically does feats of heroism through empathy and in this case it's by talking to the mirror and recognizing it as a person and then freeing it from its mirror uh, shackles it's kind of weird. I kind of felt that Pearl would have taken some more time to actually when when Steven said that he th- wanted to actually learn and he wanted to be taught. I thought Pearl would actually sit down and teach him things to actually yes. say, "Oh, here's a gem artifact that would do all the teaching for me." I was just like, "Oh, really, Pearl?" Yeah. Really, and- you're just gonna relate. You're just going to give him something and say, here, learn from this? Which is very typical, a a form of parenting. Yeah, here's here's this computer device. Here's this iPhone. Or you're supposed to learn sort of a lot of things in school, and I'm not responsible for that. Yeah. For example, like sex education and stuff like that, you can always relegate it to somebody else to do it. And... uh, Pearl also did this in the Cat Fingers episode with mm-hmm. Amethyst. And so it's this sort of thing where she wants you to learn, but she doesn't want to go through the effort of teaching. So she'll just delegate it to other people or objects to sort of do that for you. And uh, this goes into why Steven should be going to school. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And uh, Connie goes to school and she's sort of trying to explain that to Stephen, but he really doesn't get what school or summer vacation for that matter is all about. So, uh, oh yeah, you wrote down that Stephen hits Garnet when she's, when he's cornered. <laughs> I almost forgot the, the most important part of the ending, right? It's about the fade to black. Garnet just says, you're grounded. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and and then it cuts, and then it cuts to black, which yeah. I think, oh, which is uh, probably one of the most like sensible and normal things that they've done. Mm-hmm. In, in terms of the antics that Steven gets into, like we have onion, onion trade, right, with with the duplicator. Yes, mm-hmm. and you know, like they don't do anything about it, you know, Garnet just kind of breaks it and is like, yeah, I'm not cleaning this up. Yeah. But then in this one, because he finally like retaliated against the gems and go went against what they wanted, they're, you know, they're quick to be like, yeah, no, you're grounded. See, but what the other thing was, Pearl seems to... <sighs> I don't know if Pearl understood that there was a gem in the mirror. Hmm. Well, I feel like she would had to have because the gem is right there on the back of the mirror. But I feel like she probably thought that the gem in there was supposed to be in there. She didn't think that it was just. Yeah, it was just it was just that was just like someone like, you know, Lapis was trapped in there. So this discussion would be a lot easier with a little bit of spoilers. Yeah, Uh, what I'm what I'm trying what I'm getting at personally is that Pearl probably knew the mirror was powered by a gem, but not necessarily that the mirror as an object had still like um, individuality. A, a, a personality attached to it. And when when Steven starts talking to it, she's like, she is frightened of the of the mirror. She says, is it talking to him? It shouldn't be able to do to do that. It should be following orders. Yeah. And there's there's this really like strong fear that you feel in her voice. 
and it, it, I I really feel it that that it's analogous to artificial intelligence and how we work with that in, in certain narratives where it's like there's an, an uncanny valley in which there's a point where I, it, what used to be a computer now you have to recognize that it could be a person and that 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 puts some people at at at, at edge uh, uncanny valley thank you that was the term i was looking for yeah oh my god i was having this conversation with my husband today <laughs> regarding will smith <laughs> interesting yeah that whole genie he looks weird <laughs> okay yeah pretty uncanny <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah um <laughs> do you want I'm me sorry. To, do you want me to go into ocean gem just so that we can like really intertwine things now yeah, yeah that's good. sweep it we, under the we, rug. We we really do need to um because in in all honesty, when we get to to get really into lapis lazuli, we do have to get into ocean gem. Um, I feel like a majority of our discussion is going to be about ocean gem, just because like mirror gem introduces her, but there's not really a lot there. But well, it's it's definitely no. Okay, I should say there's not a lot there that we can discuss right now. It's more of in later episodes that we can look back on Mira Gem and really see like that was like the foundation for her mm-hmm. and, and go from there. But in terms of right now, I feel like we really can't discuss much about her. What I loved though with, and before we get into Ocean Gem, what I loved with, um, with the artwork, with the way they uh, visualize the fact that she, even though, uh, Steven was able to get her out of the mirror. Um, the way they showed that she was still flawed, that she was still cracked, was that her eyes were still a mirror. And she was literally glassy eyed. Yes. So mm-hmm. she never, she did not get the, the, uh, the full, like, like her eyes were not like a full, like, eyeball. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was also a metaphor of the fact how, uh, I know that there's, a, I'm not sure if there's a saying out there, but I know that there's a thing where, like, you know, like sometimes too much sight can blind you. And so, technically, since she was the mirror and she could show everything that she saw, she could see everything, even into the past. And yet, because of that, that's why, like, she doesn't have actual eyes. I just put my hand in front of my face to signify that, like, I'm blind. Mm-hmm. And you guys can't see that, but yeah, no, we can't see that. <laughs> I'm imagining it, but like you know, like for her, like she has, she like she, it, their mirrors is because she's blinded because she can, she was, she can see everything else. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I some, I think that regard? you could make a case for that. I mean, I, I guess it could be a it could be metaphor, or it could just be simply what you guys were saying. It could just be because she's flawed and because she was in a mirror for you know thousands of years. That it's just that because she's flawed and she's cracked that, you know, she just doesn't have her eyeballs. She just has mirrors. I well, think you can. Yeah, I think you can make that argument because in all honesty, it was uh, she 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 didn't have uh, she she was still a mirror this whole this whole that whole time. Yeah. Um, and I, I think another way you can interpret it and this will go into Ocean Gem, but is I think her. Um, character arc in these two episodes are about how she felt objectified and uh, how she grows past that when she is shown empathy. And uh, maybe when she was in the mirror, she was cracked. And when he releases her, she is still a mirror. She's still objectified uh-huh. in the sense that it's they still the, the crystal gems don't see the humanity in her or the gem. Anity. <laughs> Anyways. And, right, go ahead. <laughs> so when you get to Ocean Gem and, and Steven heals her, then she gains her eyeballs as, as a sort of way to show you that she is no longer seen as this mirror or she's no longer objectified. She is seen as a human being with um, issues and, and problems and things that she has to sort of deal with as a as a I, uh, whatever. Words escape me. <laughs> you spoiled some of Ocean Gem. I haven't given the synopsis yet. Okay, go, it's go, okay. go. Go, synopsis. <laughs> that was a joke, John. All right, anyway, so uh, 
Ocean Gem. So now it's picking up basically right where uh, Mirror Gem la left off. Um, everyone's in the house. And you in the background, you can hear Pearl talking to, to Garnet and Amethyst saying, you know, like, how is I supposed to know that the gem in the mirror would be this powerful? So the gems themselves already realize that Lapis Lazuli is an extremely powerful gem. And I feel like the reason why she's this powerful is just because of how much water that the Earth has. Mm -hmm. But going forward, uh, Steven decides to pack up his backpack and head out to find Lapis because it's discovered that the uh, the entire ocean is gone. Uh, they don't know what had happened. Like everyone knows, it's like or at least the gems know that it was Lapis that took the entire ocean. But, you know, Mayor Dewey's freaking out. Uh, Lars is freaking out uh, because the ocean isn't there anymore, which means that it's bad for business. So Steven and the gang uh, decide to uh, head out and try to find Lapis and get the ocean back. And when they finally come across her giant ocean spire, uh, there's a, a confrontation between Lapis and, and everybody. Um, Lapis just wants everyone to just go away, but Steven wants to talk to her and get the ocean back. So she makes these water replicas of the gems, including Steven. And then it, in a, a showdown ensues and the jet, the water replicas are just as strong, if not stronger than the actual gems themselves. And because they're also water, any damage that they do, uh, has, no, the gems do do to the uh, to the water replicas that it doesn't have really any any effect, and so when uh, Lapis attacks both Steven and Connie, and Connie like can't breathe, and then flips uh, Greg's van over, uh, Steven kind of just has had enough. He's he's tired. He doesn't want to see his friends and his family getting hurt, and so he tells her like you know I don't want to fight. He summons his shield, and like uh, because of the vibration of Lapis's water attack against the shield, it causes all the other water replicas to disappear. Um, and then so Steven travels up the spire to talk to Lapis, and at first Lapis is, you know, really upset. She's like, you know, why are you here? You shouldn't be here. But he's like, I need the ocean back, you know. And so then, uh, you know, he's asking her like, you know, why are you doing this? And she kind of explains how she's like, you know, all I'm doing is just I'm just seeing if I could use the ocean to get back home because my gem is cracked and I cannot I can't go home myself. And when Steven, you know, is told this, he, he tells Lapis like, oh, you know, I can fix your gem. And he, you know, lathers up his hand with some saliva, slaps it on that gem and bingo bongo. <laughs> Her gem is fixed. So she turns around, you know, thanks him. And he's kind of just like amazed at the fact that she has water wings, I'm pretty sure. And, you know, she's like, she says, thank you. And he says, no problem, Bob. And then she says, it's Lapis. And then she just flies away, leaving the entire ocean to come crumbling down onto the earth, which I don't think would be physically possible. But it's all right. It's Steven Universe. <laughs> Cartoon and physics. So, and exactly. it would be very violent, but yeah. <laughs> exactly. And so um, they end up getting home. The van's destroyed. So Greg's kind of upset. Uh, and so from there, um, you know, everyone's kind of celebrating that the, the ocean's back and everything. But Pearl and Garnet talk about Lapis and they say like, oh, so she made it off planet. And then Pearl asks Garnet, like, what are we going to do? And Garnet just simply says, now, well, we have to wait and see what happens. And that's the end of the episode. Ooh. So now let's take a nice deep dive into Lapis. Into the ocean that is Lapis. Oh, there's so much stuff I want to talk about, but I can't because we don't have enough information on her yet. Also, the funny realization I had when I was rewatching the episodes earlier. Then, no, we can't say that. I'll talk about it in the forums. Hashtag give Brandon something to talk about. Okay. No, <laughs> no don't. 
<laughs> I could, yeah, it's the forums. It's all right. I'll put it in the, as a spoiler tag. Yep. So um, earlier we were talking about how Garnet grounded Steven at the end of the episode and how this was like one of the first times that they did something sensical as sort of like as parents. But right at the beginning of this episode, the gems are sort of telling Steven that he's grounded and Amethyst sort of states that, um, you know, they're going to bury him until he learns his lesson. And then, <laughs> which clearly shows that they don't understand what grounding means, or at least Amethyst is, I don't know, maybe Amethyst is just pulling his leg. But like, right after Mayor Dewey comes and, you know, does his thing where he cries because nobody's coming to Beach City, um, they literally like unground him at the moment, like on the switch pretty much is like we'll ground you but now um you we found something useful for you to do so you're ungrounded and it there was really no period for that lesson to be like digested this i i i'm at a loss of words guys i i i i don't know there's so much the real problem with this is that like, there's a lot of stuff I want to say about Lapis, because Lapis is, like, my all-time favorite gem in the entire series, but I can't say anything yet. Like, I have to wait until her character gets developed more. But I, I in, in looking at, the, at these two episodes, I feel like how they set up her story and they set up her character they really gave her a lot to work with. Yeah. And I feel like how they grounded her into the series was really well done. Uh, clearly you can tell that she's got a lot of issues going on, especially after being trapped in a mirror for thousands of years and also being inside Pearl's head for who knows how long. Yeah. And she has to confront literally her captors as soon as she um leaves that mirror which I, I think we can all state that her being trapped in the mirror for so long was a traumatic experience for her yep a hundred percent and so we can start off the discussion just by discussing that trauma which i think is what cat has been really wanting to talk about since the first episode yeah well and that's the problem with Lapis Lazuli is, well, not the problem, but this is one of the situations with Lap Lapis Lazuli is she has a lot of trauma. Um, and the, when she meets the gems, she's re-traumatized. Um, when when she feels that Steven betrays her, she's re-traumatized. Mm -hmm. um, wanting to go back to home, home, uh, home world, she's re-traumatized. Um, it's, it's, this is a situation where when, when, if we, I'm sorry, if we try to do a session with Lapis, we would go, okay, looking at her behaviors, we would say, there are many signifiers that would say, wow, what has happened to her that caused her to react this way? Her behaviors are communicating that she's gone through some things. What are her behaviors communicating to us? Um, and from there, we'd say, okay, so she doesn't trust people. She trusts Steven. But that trust is tentative. That trust is um, very, it's, um, it, she's not very willing to give that trust to Steven. Um, but Steven does earn it at the end of the, of the uh, end of the episode. Um, and the only reason why he earns it is because she says 
she didn't want to be here on uh on earth she she wanted to be on homeworld um she didn't believe in in earth um and she just she just wanted to go back to homeworld and that's what he wants to give her he wants to give her the ability to go back to earth uh to go back to homeworld so he he helps heal heal her yeah um and with that one step with that one motion she's able to trust him um does yeah, she I- trust any of the other gems no they haven't given her any reason to trust her um but every every little thing that happens to her re-traumatizes her and and that's one of the things that we have to look at and and kind of untangle what happened to her and we don't know that's the that's the sad thing this episode doesn't even tell us what happened to her that got her into the mirror that um caused her so much trauma okay yeah she was put in a mirror which we can imagine can be traumatizing she was cracked we can imagine that could be traumatizing but what caused all of that yeah i think a lot of I, I like this framework that you're talking about with re-traumatizing and how every sort of situation just piles on top of the other. Mm-hmm. Um, I think something I'd like to add to that is that um, in, in terms of these two episodes, it's about empowerment. And Lapis Lazuli is constantly in these situations where she has no control. Mm-hmm. Um, she had no control over whether that she was in a mirror or not. She had no control over her life for a very long time. And when she escapes, this is an empowering action that Stephen sort of enacted on her, that it gave her the power to just, you know, at least be able to walk in your own body. Um and at this moment, she I, I think she actually trusts Stephen a lot. And she tells him, you know, run away with me. Um, you know, she has this kinship with him because he saw her for, you know, who she was. But then Stephen, from her point of view, sides with her captors. Uh-huh. And this is a, a big betrayal on Stephen's part from her point of view. And so this is when she closes up and this is where she leaves, right? And being confronted with her captors was not her choice. She had no control over that. And she had no control over the gems pursuing her and trying to fight their way towards her. But what Stephen did was that he simply stated, um, like, I don't want to fight anymore. I just want to talk to you, so don't drown me. <laughs> And this is, he gave her the power, even in that situation, where she could have just as easily drowned him. But he gave her the choice to say, like, you know, you could have a conversation with me. And the, yeah. Oh, actually, and I just, I'm sorry, and I, I, I hate, I'm sorry that I cut you off. But I just remembered why I was, where I was going in that sense of the word it was actually based on what you were saying the uh um the empowering was actually back back to him her being empowered actually goes back to the fact that she was a a mirror um and the reason why i kept saying that she was being re-traumatized goes back to the whole thing that she was being used so if we go through um a, almost a trauma-informed lens when we're talking about um, when we're talking about lapis lazuli. We would almost, you know, if we were doing therapy with her, we would almost review her or talk to her and say, okay, you know, what had happened to her is almost um, equal to some type of abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, so she had been used, so she feels she was abused in her life. She was used in her life. Um, and that is why, you know, it's, it's a, the, a constant re-traumat, uh, re-traumatization. Oh my God. I don't know why I couldn't get that word out. <laughs> yeah. And we can throw direct parallels between this and centipedal. Yes. Cause they were like 
we actually, I think we, we mentioned this in the last episode, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's a lot of parallels between this episode and Centipedal and Trauma. Yes, there is. This uh, is also where we kind of like, I, I, I believe this is like really for the first time where like we get a direct mention about the other. Now we've we come to know them as corrupted gems where Pearl kind of explains to Steven about how they're always fighting gems because Steven doesn't understand why they have to fight Lapis because she's a fellow gem. And so then Pearl, Pearl has to explain to him like, well, we're always fighting them because we need to try to protect them because they're, they're broken. Their, their minds are broken. They're, they're corrupted and we don't know how to heal them. We don't know how to make them better. So until we figure out a way, we just have to find them, subdue them, and bubble them for the time being until they can find a way to to bring them back. Which I guess, in a way, would definitely correlate to, I mean, like you said, with you know, with centipedal and now lapis, with when it comes to trauma, um, and and in this case for the other gems, you, you could easily make the you know the kind of inference that these corrupted gems have probably have experienced uh, either an extended exposure to traumatic events or just an overall overpowering uh, traumatic event that in a sense broke their mind to use Pearl's language that to the point where one could say that they have no rational thoughts they have no rational uh way of uh, communicating or processing uh, their thoughts or anything. It's just straight. Um, their their minds can't process that. Yeah. yeah. For whatever reason. I, I really love what you brought up here. And part of why I think this, this sort of perspective is really interesting to explore is be, it's two things about what Pearl said. First, I think it, it throws a lot of analogies when it comes to mental, the relationship between mental illness and crime in the society in which we live today, in which, you know, being mentally ill is often seen as something that has to be subdued and contained in a prison system instead of empathized with and understood. Um, and at the same time, one thing, a, a sort of retort to Pearl is that she, she says that, you know, we have to attack and sort of subdue and contain these gems because they're corrupted. But Lapis Lazuli is essentially very different from every single one of the gems they fought before because she's, she doesn't have that animalistic trait that all the other corrupted gems have. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think this is more something that Pearl is sort of telling herself to shield herself from the idea that she's harming another gem. Sort of like maybe convince yourself of the fact that it's corrupted. I've, I've, I, could, I see where you're going with that, but I feel like because Lapis is obviously very clearly able to communicate and talk to the Crystal Gems and express her emotions and things like that. I feel like there's no real denying um, the fact that Lapis isn't corrupted and they have just been using a gem uh, for their own purposes for at least, I'm assuming, a while prior to being put in her head. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, right? There's going to be a lot of cuts in this episode. (laughs) It's it's okay. Um, No, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm not saying there's anything bad. It's just, you know... It's, but, you know, and, and one thing I'd like to say is first, first off, you know, the, the gems, oh my God, there's so much to do with this. Um, it, 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 it's weird because I kind of go back and say, okay, well then does Pearl, then Pearl kind of knew that Lapis Lazuli was an actual gem in the mirror, in the mirror. Like, she, she just didn't know she was a non-corrupted gem in the mirror. She just thought she was one of the corrupted gems in the mirror. Um, that That's how I feel. But, you know, and then it also goes back to the, like what, like what you were saying, how they, how 
they almost feel the uh, the corrupted gems are you know need to be bubbled for their own protection, um, and 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 it's it's kind of sad because yes, there's that correlation of the corrupted gems being um, being sort of synonymous with almost having mental illness or being violent criminals or being violent criminals because they have a mental illness. And, you know, if, if that's the correlation that they're going with, then just to FYI, everybody, like, I'm going to read the fact on that one. Three to five percent of violent acts can be attributed to individuals living with a serious mental illness. Um, people with severe mental illnesses are over 10 times more likely to be the victims of violent crime than the general population. Mm-hmm. So you probably know someone with a mental illness, a uh, mental health problem and don't even realize it because many people with mental health problems are highly active and productive members of our communities. So again, three to five of uh, uh, three to five percent of violent acts um, can be attributed to individuals with um, three to, three to five percent of violent acts can be attributed to individuals living with serious mental illnesses. Again, so that's if there's a hundred violent acts out of those hundred, three of them would be somebody who has uh, a, a, a mental illness, yeah. not like all of them. Mm-hmm. So that means out of a hundred of them, what is that? 87 of them would be just regular Joe Schmo. Mm-hmm. 10 times, like you're, you're 10 times as likely to be the victim. If you have a mental health disorder, it's, it's just that simple. So the crystal gems are bubbling these corrupted gems to protect them. I will go with that. If they are just saying we're there to protect them, then they're protecting them. That's fine. But if they're saying they're doing it because they're violent, well, then I got an issue. <laughs> and I, I guess I think in a way, like it's both. I don't doubt that they want to protect them, but also it once Steven did that whole thing with Centipedal, it's supposed to sort of plant the seed of doubt within you. And even the way that sort of the they flash images before you when Pearl says that they have to take care of them, subdue them and contain them. Yeah. It it the tone that it's sort of establishing is not a good one. It's sort of telling you, like, yeah, but, you know, should it be this way? Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm kind of on Steven's point. I, I'm kind of on Steven's side there. It's it's kind of, like, iffy. Like That's Steven's superpower. He's empathetic. Yep. <laughs> and, um, by the way, isn't this the first episode in which he actually summons his shield since the first one? Yes, which is why I feel like it, that it's also a big deal, because I know that Pearl kind of makes like an audible gasp at the fact that he does summon his shield, but it's also his shield's only there for like uh, like a, a second or two, and then it immediately goes away. I think I thought it was just because it was so powerful. Mm-hmm. It was his his it was his desire to not fight Lapis that was that powerful enough to be able to end the conflict it because of the fact that he was able to summon his shield was a clear sign to everybody that steven is being serious in his desire to not want to fight and to talk he's not trying to attack he's simply trying to end the conflict yeah so and ultimately my favorite scene in this whole thing I mean, besides the fact that um, Steven skeeved out Lapis by, you know, slurping his hand and sticking on her gem. Um, But the fact... (laughs) 
<laughs> you mean other than that, that's your favorite scene? <laughs> other than that was Garnet throwing herself out of the car. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's 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 that, that part's the best. That was my favorite part. She just like threw herself out of the car and just starts rolling, and then like at the because Greg puts on a song. <laughs> no, I think this is okay. You know, I write notes about everything. Yeah, and so this is one of the scenes that I just want to analyze every millisecond that happens, and I sort of wrote everything. I wrote something like frame by frame of everything that was happening because when they're getting in the car, you're sort of getting this sort of image of the relationships the gems have with um, Greg. Mm -hmm. And I found it super interesting. First, we get the fact Amethyst and Pearl are stuck in the back of the bus and Garnet is in the front of the bus which we already know that Garnet is always seen sort of as the leader of the Crystal Gems. Yep. And so um, you see that Amethyst is super comfortable in all that trash. And Pearl is like, she's really uncomfortable about being in that trash, but maybe also about being sort of there with Greg. Um, Greg starts playing this music that he says was one of Rose's favorites. And it was like some weird sort of experimental surf rock. Um, it, it, it was like a cacophony of like, um, electric guitar sounds. And it just gives you a little bit of insight into who Rose was. Yeah. Um, because a lot of the images we get from Rose uh up until now are very um hyper feminine figures so um this is this is something that really subverts that and i thought was really interesting just that little tidbit of of um hey this was her favorite music yeah um and so yeah then pearl drives the car and amethyst and greg are sleeping in the back of the trunk while garnet is just like lounging on top of the van and so yeah i I found that scene just it was like one of these things that just the image sort of informs you about every character and then there's this part where connie falls asleep on steven while they're riding on the lion yeah the ship is real adorable (laughs) Mm -hmm. anything else about this episode that anybody wants to talk about I, don't, I feel I, like I feel like we have a lot to say about Lapis, but we just can't say it now, and that's that's just really disappointing because like I was really looking forward to talking about these two episodes, but then it dawned on me just how little we could actually talk about, and it makes me a little upset. Yeah, that and that's where I'm at too. There's so much to say about Lapis, but there's so little to say about Lapis at the same time. If if we can take all the episodes where Lapis is in like there are episodes that lapis is mentioned that discuss her traumas and those are the ones that i can really like sort of like <laughs> just i think dive into it i think and- we're gonna get to a point where we're just gonna do a lot of bonus episodes to <laughs> just like let off some steam because <laughs> that, be like, that okay, last- we're gonna just go Go ham yeah. on this. <laughs> yeah, that last Diamond Days episode was just, like, therapeutic for us. Oh, it so was. This is why I'm saying at the end of season one, we should just do some character by, like, some character, a, do a character in episode where we break down the character. Mm-hmm. And that and then we can take a look at everything we know so far from all the seasons and really t- take a look at a character's profile. That, that way we could cool. talk we can talk of everything about Lapis Lazuli and it would be the Lapis Lazuli episode and it would be my all-time favorite episode. I I think I think we can do that. I I actually like that idea. If and you guys like, be like that idea, correct. you can definitely tweet at us and and let us know if that idea is something you would like. Or you could tell us if you'd like if you have any ideas for bonus episodes in general. You could tell us on the forums. What themes would you like us to explore? Which characters? 
By the by the way, guys, we're halfway through season one. Oh my I god! I know season one is so damn long. Yes, I'm, I just I'm looking to forward end. to season two, so that <laughs> yeah. we can we can like we don't have to go through so many episodes because yeah. we we have to finish season one before we can take our season break. Yeah, season one is like fifty episodes long. Fifty-two episodes. Oh my god. Yep, mm-hmm. but <laughs> we're 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 getting there. So follow along with us, audience, and uh, tell us what we should talk about. Future HCAT spoilers, we are not discussing the the shorts. There are shorts? Mm. No, just kidding. <laughs> we are not talking about any of those shorts because they hold no no value other than entertainment and adorable valueness. That's what you think. Uh, John, I really don't want to see those notes. <laughs> like, are they like can... 50 pages long? I'm, I'm like lying, lying in the box. I want you all to notice that in this short, Pearl blinked twice, which which could be symbolism. Yeah, right? you know what, you know what, John? No, how about okay. no? So anything else? Um, yeah, anything else? No. Nope. So that would be all. Thanks for listening, everyone. Do we have a sign off note? Um, I don't. I don't think we do. No, not this time. No. Thanks, everybody, for tuning into this uh, lapis-tastic episode of Here Comes a Thought. Um, you, Like we mentioned earlier, feel free to tweet at us on Twitter. Uh, I am at Queeties96. Kat is at KatMFT. And John, I'm not going to bother because it's <laughs> all the show notes. They never bother. <laughs> it's at psychogonically thank you cat see in this episode okay so in this example cat is being steven and mark is being pearl and i'm lapis <laughs> i didn't know you were going through trauma i'm always steven okay all right all right anyway uh, <laughs> <laughs> nobody if disagrees to, <laughs> if you would like to uh discuss these these uh our hcat episodes in depth like john does with his essays feel free to uh talk to us over on the forums i know john and i would be ha- more than happy to uh Go into greater depths and maybe add in some spoilers as well. I don't uh, also why with an essay. <laughs> yeah, honestly, if you really want to read an essay, just go for it. And then you can also feel free to check out the uh, Geek Therapy Discord, where we are always very active in talking about everything. Uh, there's so many different channels and that we that everyone just talks about. We have anthem channel we have a cute therapy channel which is really just turned into everybody sharing their baby pictures and it's adorable <laughs> so i think that'll do it for 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 now thanks for thanks for listening guys thanks. bye bye <laughs>